1: Listen, today I want you to get your Bibles open to Ephesians chapter number one. And uh, in just a moment, I'm going to read Ephesians chapter one and verse number three. Father, bless your word today in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I have a question for you. Have you ever had Something for someone and because it was so important that they receive it you had to decide the best means of getting it to them. Uh, I know that typically that happens on important days, on holidays, birthdays, it was something that somebody needs and, and you hey, I got to get this to them. Uh, well this is what happened with God. He had blessings for us and he had to decide the best means of getting those blessings to us and in his wisdom what God decided was the best means of getting the blessings to them is for them to be in Christ. And so today, what I wanted to talk to you about is this, the blessing of being in Christ. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Again, blessed Be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us. This is something that is already done. He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. So when you look at this, you understand that. The idea is that the wealth of spiritual blessings that we have as believers is because of the mere fact or the great fact that we are in Christ. Paul informs us that each person that is in Christ has been given these blessings and this text here tells us that he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing God did not hold back every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places when you look at that word blessed it it simply means to speak well of of to provide benefits And we get our word eulogy from this word blessed. And he said that every person that is in Christ has been given blessing. In other words, God has spoken a eulogy over you. He's spoken well over you. God's not cursed you. If you're in Christ, he's blessed you. And then it says every spiritual blessing, every spiritual enrichment needed for spiritual life. So when you think about what God has done, he looked at your total life from beginning to end and he looked at everything that you would need to become everything that he's designed you to be and he made provisions for that in Christ. A lot of times uh, honey, we talk about being, honey is my wife, she's here. Uh, 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 We talk about being blessed but it's just cliche-ish and we've talked about this and talked about this but what I want us to explore today is what does it mean what does it mean because it's one thing to say it but it's another thing to have an understanding of what actually happened to you in Christ we're going to see in Ephesians chapter 1 the trinity involved in this blessing we're going to see the selection of the Father. We're going to see the sacrifice of the Son. And we're going to see the seal of the Spirit. My prayer is I get to all of it today. If not, I'll be back next Sunday. All right. So when we understand this, we see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit involved in this blessing. First of all, we talk about the selection of of the Father. I want us to look at Ephesians chapter number one, and this time what I want us to do is read again verse number three, and we'll continue. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ." Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. The first thing that I want you to see in terms of what the father has done, he chose us. When you say he chose us, the word literally means that to make a special choice based upon significant preference. So you are not an afterthought. God looked at you specifically, and out of all those he could have chosen, he said, I want you. I don't know how that makes you feel. Well, it makes me feel good. Uh, and it says he chose us before the foundation of the world. You know God, no, he stands outside of time. And so he's in eternity and he's looking into time. He knew everything that you were going to be, everything that you were going to do, everything that you had potentially, and he said, I want you. He chose us. Well, he chose us, this text tells us, uh, to be holy and to be blameless. He chose us to be dedicated and consecrated to God, holy. And then he chose us to be blameless. That means morally without fault. Now, I know some of you may be saying, "Uh uh-oh, I don't qualify. I'm already disqualified. Please know that his choosing is based upon those who are in Christ, and he's not looking at your performance. He's looking at what Jesus has already done, and he takes you through this process of becoming. It's called sanctification, where you become progressively more and more like Jesus. And so he's working on you so that these are living realities in your life. There's a text that I want you to look at in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number one. uh, And I want to read this, verse 26. I want to read it from a New Living Translation because sometimes people can get uh, a little uh, pumped up and thinking that, you know, I'm chosen. But I want you to understand this. Look, Look at this, look at this. New Living Translation 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 says, Remember, dear brothers and sisters, that few of you were wise in the world's eyes or powerful or wealthy when God called you. Instead, God chose things the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. And he chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful God chose things despised by the world, things counted as nothing at all, and used them to bring to nothing what the world considers important. As a result, no one can ever boast in the presence of God. God said, I chose you. Uh, you it wasn't because the world thought you were all that. I did. I thought you were all that." I'm reminded. Of a little funny commercial. I don't even know what the product is. But it's the children on the playground and Charles Barkley, and they're choosing teams for basketball game. And Charles Barkley is one of the persons standing in line amongst all these children. And then the, 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 little, the, the child looks around and he said, Oh, I choose him. And Charles Barkley, who was an NBA player, went, oh, Yay, yay, yay. And it was an obvious choice. You know what's amazing, it was obvious to the child that he, Charles Barkley, stood out among everybody else because all the other children probably came up to his waist and all he had to do was just hold the ball up high and he could could do that. What God does, he sees your potential when the world doesn't see it. He sees you standing head and shoulders above others when they don't see it. And he said, I want you because I know what I want to do in, with, through, and for you. My friend, when you're talking about the selection of the father, we understand that the father chose us. Wow, we're chosen. Here's another thing. Here's another thing. Not only did he cho- choose us, we're cho- he chose us, but also he adopted us. He adopted us. Look at verse number five. It says, um, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. When it says he adopted us as son, it means that he legally brought you and I into the family of God and now he's going to treat us as his own children. God says it's not enough for you just to be my friend. I want you in my family. That's amazing. And so he adopted us. I, I read this and it just blessed my life. Our relationship with God is like one in which a judge throws the book at a lawbreaker and then comes out from behind the bench and pays the penalty for the guilty one. Yet that analogy doesn't go far enough. According to Ephesians 1.5, the judge not only pays the penalty, but he then takes the offender home and adopts him or her into the family. God says it's not enough that I paid the sin debt for you. What I wanted you to be aware of is I love you so much that I wanted to bring you home with me and make you mine. So my friend, we are adopted. We are adopted. So when we look at this, these are the, this is the selection of the Father. He chose us. He adopted us, and then the text tells us: Listen to this one. He accepted us. Come on, just shout it right now. I'm accepted. I'm. Come on, say it again. I'm accepted. when you you get that in you, you recognize that there is nothing else that you have to do. You're already accepted in the beloved. Verse six says, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. This word accepted means to favor highly. I know the saints go around and say I'm highly favored you know what that is true you are accepted it means to favor highly to endure with special honor to show kindness and this has nothing to do with your performance he just simply accepts you because you are in Christ do you remember at Jesus' baptism He was being baptized by John. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit descended as a dove, and then the voice came from heaven and said, This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. This is my beloved son. So please know that God is speaking over you, and He's saying, That's my son. That's my daughter. You are accepted. You're not an outcast. You're not a second class citizen. You are accepted. Now, I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this. All of this has to do with what the Father has done in terms of his selection of you. He chose you, he's adopted you, and he's accepted you. He's chosen you, he's adopted you, and he has accepted you. You are chosen. You are a part of God's family by choice. You have been adopted. You have been given family rights. In fact, the Bible says that you are joined with Jesus Christ. And also, you are accepted. You are highly favored. My friend, when we're talking about blessed, now that when you say I'm blessed, now that means that's blessed right there. Sometimes we just minimize blessing to, you know what? God paid my light bill. My friend, you could have a paid light bill and go to hell. God made me, you know, he gave me all this money. Jesus said, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Then he said, what will a man give in exchange for his soul? So please understand, these blessings are because that you are in Christ. You are chosen. You are accepted and you have been adopted. Now, that has to do with the father's selection. Now, I want to talk to you about the sacrifice of the son. The sacrifice of the son. When we pick this up, I want to look at verse number 7. It says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his riches of his grace now you see right there the first one in terms of the sacrifice of the son he has redeemed us his sacrifice the lord jesus christ sacrifice on the cross redeemed us it means when it says he redeemed us he bought us back we were in the possessions of the kingdom of darkness. We were the possessions of the enemy. Sin had a chokehold, a stronghold on us and would not let us go. And we had a destiny that ended in death. But Jesus Christ came and paid the penalty for our sins and he literally did it on our behalf to buy us back off of the auction block of sin, as it were. And my friend, right now, you've been redeemed. You've been redeemed. You've been redeemed. You have been, in other words, you have been bought. A price has been paid for you. What is the price? The text tells us that he redeemed us through his blood. You're not cheap. You're not cheap. It cost Jesus his blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Without the blood sacrifice, sin could not be forgiven. Please know that when Jesus Christ died, he literally shed his blood. He was the Lamb of God slain before the foundations of the world. He who knew no sin was made to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. He shed blood. He shed blood for you to buy you back so you have been redeemed. You remember over in the book of Exodus, when he says, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. It's that same picture. They literally in Exodus, they would, Moses was told to tell the Israelites to paint blood over the doorpost. And when the death angel came, he would literally pass over those who were covered as it were by the blood whose homes were covered and please know blood has been shed and painted over the doorpost of our life and death no longer has a right to kill us eternally I'm talking about eternal death but right now you have been redeemed also when you look at this we understand we sing songs what can wash away my sin nothing but the blood of jesus what can make me whole again nothing but the blood of jesus all oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow no other fount i know nothing but the blood of jesus so you have been redeemed this text tells the same verse in verse number seven In him, we have redemption through his blood. Then it says, here's the next thing that's talking about the sacrifice of the son did. He has forgiven us. Because it says, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. This is an interesting word because the word forgiveness means to pardon. It means to send away. It means to release from bondage. Um, with the added quality of canceling the judgment. He didn't just release us from prison. He expunged the record. I love God. Because when you're talking about he's forgiven us, there there are times, I I, I don't know about you, but uh, sometimes I struggle. I, I, I find it difficult to just accept the fact that I'm forgiven by almighty God that the record no longer exists I'm forgiven now listen to me very carefully because I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm saying God has already decided to forgive your sin even before you were born because when you say what Jesus has done, he, nobody's that old, right? Nobody's old, nobody was here during that time. And so please know that 2,000 years ago, he decided in advance to forgive you, to forgive you. So you don't have to walk around guilty. You don't have to walk around condemned you have to understand that you have been forgiven i said i struggle i remember being in college i was saved as when i was 17 and when i got to college um, and, and let me let me just say i've been saved since i was 17 i'm older than 17 now and i have sinned since i was 17 i've not lived perfectly so I remember distinctly I was in college and I I I I I was I I had sinned against God you said what it was ain't none of your business it was sin and um I was guilty I was walking around and you know I was used to fellowshipping with the Lord as a as a young man, I, I was used to, you know, felt, ha, you know, having prayer, and, and I just really didn't go to God at all because I just felt awful, and um, and I sensed the Holy Spirit saying, uh, you in essence, kind of prompting me to pray and. And I I just wouldn't do it. You know, I just I really would I just wouldn't do it. I felt bad. And then 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 I, I I actually said out loud. I remember in my college dorm, I was, I said out loud, I said, well, what about that sin? And then I heard this just as clear. I heard, what sin? And I said, the sin <laughs> that I committed. And I heard what sin my friend i had asked him to forgive me but I had not walked, embraced and walked in the forgiveness that he provided and I don't know who that is right now but sometimes we in our lives have done things we know that are contrary to the law of God contrary to the will of God but the text tells us in 1 John if we confess our sins He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So when we're talking about the sacrifice of the son, it now becomes a slap, as it were, a total dishonor to act as if the blood of Jesus is not enough for you to be forgiven. My friend, when God decided to make sure that you were forgiven, to make provision for your forgiveness, he did the best he could. He sent Jesus, and Jesus' blood is more than enough. The blood of bulls and goats they had to sacrifice over and over and over. But he sacrificed, he was sacrificed once and for all. And it bought our redemption. It grant, for granted forgiveness to us. So in terms of the sacrifice of the son, we have been forgiven. And that forgiveness is by his grace. Also, the sacrifice of the son. He has revealed God's will to us. Let's look at what the text says. It says in verse number nine, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. So we understand right here that Jesus Christ has made I love this. He's revealed the will of God to us. When you're talking about a mystery, a mystery is a divine truth only known to God and the people to whom God reveals it. But when you're in Christ, he has revealed this mystery to us. Verse 9 in the New Living Translation, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 9, says God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan, that at the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and earth. So, my friend, he's made known to us the mystery of his will. Let Let me give you a hint. Let me give you a hint. We win. It's already done. In God's mind, we win, it's finished, and you are fine. All right, let me just, everybody just calm down. God has already determined his will and his will is that you everything is going to be brought under the lordship of Jesus Christ. All the kingdoms of this world shall become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And of his kingdom, there shall be no end. My friend, there's not going to be a coup. You can't vote him out of office. We win. And that's the mystery of the will of God that he has made known to us. Now, I've told you about The selection of the father that he's chosen us he has adopted us and he's accepted us i told you about the sacrifice of the son how the son has redeemed us how the son has forgiven us and how the son has revealed god's will to us i want to deal with this lastly and that is the seal of of the Spirit, the seal of the Spirit, S-E-A-L, seal of the Spirit. When we look at verse number 13, it says, In him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance unto the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Again, it says you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. The English Standard Version says you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. So when you understand this this word seal, let let me give you a little picture here. So the seal... Um, it means something that was stamped with a signet or a private mark to protect from misappropriation or tampering. Let me say it again. Sealed. It's something that has been stamped with a signet or a private mark to protect from misappropriation or tampering. This text tells us you were sealed you were stamped with a signet or a private mark to protect from misappropriation or tampering in other words god has already put a signet upon you a sign upon you and tell told everybody else that's off limits told the king the kingdom of darkness that's off limits can't touch that don't touch him don't mess with her don't mess with it. what would happen is this uh, um you would see it you see it many times in the old testament where there was a letter that would go out and it was sent from the king and the king would take a signet and he would he has a, had his ring and he would put it in hot wax and that wax would he would put it over that letter and make sure to that uh protected from tampering he put that seal on it if the seal had not been broken you know that it was from the king uh you know that nobody had tampered with it you knew nobody had messed with it when you're talking about god almighty he said it's not just enough for me to put wax on you so to speak i'm gonna put the holy spirit upon you and within you so the holy spirit is the seal the Holy Spirit is the seal when you came to Christ when you put your faith in Jesus Christ instantly immediately the spirit of the living God came to live on the inside of you that's amazing folks The way you know, the way you know, the way you know, it says we are his is because his spirit lives in us. Every believer in Jesus Christ has been given the seal of the Holy Spirit. Let me say it again. Every believer now in Jesus Christ has been given the seal of the Holy Spirit. Don't mistake seal for gifts. Every believer has been given the seal, meaning the Holy Spirit is in you, living in you. Jesus said... Uh, When you look in John's gospel, he said, I will not leave you as orphans. I will not leave you comfortless, but I'm going to send the comforter and he's going to be in you. He's going to abide with you. He's the one, the Holy Spirit, is going to be the one to lead you, to guide you, to teach you, all of the things that he does. And my friend, what we have to understand, that I want to make myself very clear, very, very clear. Every believer who, Every person who's put their faith in Jesus Christ, every person who has a genuine faith in Jesus Christ has the Holy Spirit living in them, and he is the seal. He is the seal. So don't tell people you don't have the Holy Spirit. If you tell somebody they don't have the Holy Spirit, what you're in essence saying is you don't belong to Christ. Romans chapter 8 says if we don't have the Spirit of Christ, we're none of his. So please know that every person that has the Spirit of Christ, uh, 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 is, has, that's the seal. He's been given as a seal. Now, how did you get this seal? When you look at the text, it says, what happened was this, in him you also trusted after you heard, after you heard the word of truth, after you heard the word of truth, and then it says, when it talks about you hear, hear, you begin to pay attention to, you begin to understand, and you begin to obey. That's when you're talking about hearing. I'm leaning in, I'm paying attention to, I'm understanding, and I'm obeying. After you heard the word, after you heard the word, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And then it says, not only did you hear, but it says also... Having believed in verse number 13. You heard the word which is the gospel and then it says having believed. It simply means you put your complete faith and trust and reliance upon the truth that you heard. This God that loves you so much sent his son to die for your sin and all you need to do to be saved is to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead and you shall be saved. It says with the mouth confession is made into salvation, but with the heart man believes. So you believed in your heart. Now, we see now that the Holy Spirit is the seal. You receive that seal because you, be- you heard and you believed. Well, what does the seal do? What does this seal do? I'm so glad you asked. I know you've been waiting for this one right here. Here it is. The seal in verse number 14 says, guarantees our inheritance. Who is the guarantee of our inheritance unto the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory? Now, now, please know, When he says the guarantee of your inheritance, the Holy Spirit himself, the Holy Spirit is the down payment for your future inheritance. The fact that you have the Holy Spirit living in you is an indication that there is more. Oh, we, this is good right here. Now, 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 when we understand this, this is like a preview to the movie. What you have now is just a preview of what God's going to do in your life. Think about it. As wonderful as the Holy Spirit is, He is just simply saying, I'm here to keep you going. I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to let you know there is more to come. I'm not through with you. God is going to have to take an eternity to show you just how awesome he is and to love on you and lavish his love upon you. And you begin to be in that relationship with him. My friend, no wonder the saints used to say, oh, I want to see him. To look upon his face, there to sing forever God's amazing grace. On the streets of glory ever to lift my voice, cares are past, home at last ever to rejoice. So the Holy Spirit guarantees that which is to come. We understand earnest money. We understand earnest money in business. That's something that's given as a down payment. God says, I am so committed to you that I'm going to make a down payment on your future. I'm going to put earnest down to let you know how serious I am about this inheritance. About this inheritance. What's funny... I I, I can only imagine from God's perspective, you know, we, you know, some of us think, oh, if I ask him for this, this is a great big blessing, it's a big ask. So I, I, you know, I'm kind of nervous about asking and God's looking at you going, it's my pleasure to give you the kingdom why are you holding back on asking me for something if i gave you my holy spirit if i let my son die for you if i personally selected you the scripture tells us in romans how will he not with him freely give us all things i don't know what it is you have in mind that you need to ask god for today but my friend you have been blessed and that blessing is because you are in Christ. You have to understand that the Father personally selected you. The Son became a sacrifice for you and the Holy Spirit himself is the seal guaranteeing your inheritance. I, 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 this showing that I watch too much TV this right here because t- I remember this is an old real old commercial it was this cook from Louisiana and he used to say I guarantee I guarantee I guarantee that God is going to do everything that he said he's going to do I guarantee it and so I want to encourage you today that you walk in that blessing The blessing of the Lord the blessing of the Lord he's speaking over your life and it's because you are in Christ all of this is included in the package it's included in the package years ago I um my wife and I um went on our first cruise um and um so I, I, I had not been on a cruise before. I don't know if she has or not, but I had not. And so we were on the cruise, and um, as we boarded, um, you know, uh, you got to the room, and then they told you what time dinner was going to be and all of this. Uh, and so I... Um, let's just say I had to look very closely at every dime that I was spending at that time when we first got married because I did not have I wasn't, I, wasn't a little, I wasn't a big baller I wasn't a little baller I wasn't even a BB I mean I didn't have anything really to speak of I was just so happy to go and we spent you know just about everything to, get, to go but when we got there um, we were at dinner and I, and, 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 um, and there was a whatever the plate was I said well I, I tasted it and I said I really didn't like it and they said sir do you want me to bring you something else I was thinking well you know okay alright we yeah I, I, I will and in the back of my mind I'm thinking how much more do I got to pay for this I'm just being honest and I finally realized Everything that I was partaking of was already paid for. It was included. It, it was included. And I said, uh, once I found that out, I said, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. And uh, just, just, you know, because this right here is isn't to my liking. Uh, you know, I would just, if you would, just just have them bring this. I would like that medium, please, not medium, well. And, uh, and, and you know talk about big country coming to town and I'm, I, I mean I was just so amazed and I, 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 the people were very kind to me they weren't laughing at me or anything like that and I don't think I embarrassed my wife but all I knew was I was enjoying what was already paid for in Christ it's all in there everything you need in terms of your spiritual blessings It's already in there. All you got to do is start walking in it, my friend. I told you at the outset, God needed a means of delivery to get the blessings to you. And the best way he chose, he was, now God's smart. He said the best way for me to ensure that they get what I have for them is for them to be in Christ. So here's the question today: Are you in Christ? Meaning, have you given your life to Christ? Is He Lord of your life? Because all what I'm talking about here is for those who are in Christ. And so, if if you if you haven't given your life to Christ, you're missing out on forgiveness. You're missing out on being. God's chosen. You're missing out on being adopted in the family. You're missing out on all of that but he's made that available because of Jesus Christ. So if you're not in Christ today you have the opportunity to be in Christ. How How do you do that? I told you, just simply invite him into your heart right where you are. Just say, dear Lord, come on pray with me now. Dear Lord, I ask you now to come into my heart Forgive me of my sin. Be my Lord and be my Savior. I receive you now and I thank you, Holy Spirit, for making my heart your home. In Jesus' name. My friend, if you prayed that prayer, I say welcome to the family of God. We're excited about it. I want you, I want you to tell somebody. In fact, I want you to—you can text Uh, accept Christ to 313131 and you can get a download because we want to help you on your journey there's some information that we want to get to you and you can be excited about your journey in Christ man man that's great we're thrilled about that and if you are a person who needs to connect with us as a church family you can go to our website www.newcov.org www.newcov.org O-R-G, and you can just uh, press that connect button and we'd love to hear from you because listen, we love to do life together with you. all right? We love to do life together with you. All of what I've said is because of the blessing that we have because of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen. I pray that you are blessed by the Word today. Receive it. Listen to it again and again. Get it in your heart. I challenge you, read Ephesians chapter 1 and know these where you know that I'm chosen by God. I'm accepted by God. I'm adopted in the family. I'm forgiven. I've been redeemed. I'm one who has been sealed by the Holy Spirit and He's the guarantee of my inheritance. Get that in your heart and encourage yourself with the truth of the word on a daily basis. Amen. Amen.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living Word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.